What's, What's up, guys? up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Mentally Gone Daily. This is episode number 25. My name is Callie Lacerda. And I'm Gabriela Lopes, your favorite host. And today we will be talking about a plethora of news, uh, crazy news headlines and just stories that we find on the interwebs. Do you want to start us off? Um, or do sure. I start us off? You start us off. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so um, I just want to start with this one that I found super interesting. Uh, plants really do scream out loud. We just never heard them until now. <laughs> and I didn't mean for that to rhyme. I don't think they meant for that to rhyme either. But I found this interesting because um, so basically what it says is not in the same way that you or I might scream. Rather, they uh, they emit, emit, emit? Yeah, emit. They emit popping or clicking noises in ultrasonic frequencies outside the range of human hearing that increase when the plant becomes stressed. This, according to scientists, could be one of the ways in which plants communicate their distress to the world around them. Even in a quiet field, there are actually sounds that we don't hear, and those sounds carry information. There are animals that can hear these sounds, so there is the possibility that a lot of acoustic interaction is occurring without us even realizing it. Plants interact with insects and other animals at the time, or all, or all the time rather, and many of these organisms use sounds for communication, so it would be very suboptimal for plants to not use sound at all. Huh. I just found this interesting because if you really think about all of the frequencies and the sounds that our ears are just incapable of picking up. Right. And if you factor in the idea of communication and the idea of just carrying information through sound waves, it's entirely possible, just like Joe Rogan says, entirely possible that there's a whole field of communication happening all around us at all times yeah and we just never never hear it or or like pick up on it you know it's like a whole sixth sense that that we just can't tap into and maybe that's kind of what like white noise would fall under like that category because you know how there's some certain white noise sounds that you could barely hear exactly you know yeah um and <laughs> when you first said that that now now they're screaming right the mm -hmm. plants i was gonna say the only loud plant that i know is marijuana <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that's um, a good joke <laughs> um that's actually a good joke but but that's pretty interesting because that makes you wonder too um if some animals like stay away from certain plants because mm. of the noise that they're emitting like you said Hmm. or maybe that draws them to them i don't right, know right because because i've always been of the belief that we humans think that we are observing the knowable universe in its entirety but if you really think about the fact that we're very limited to our five senses and the possibility of there existing multiple different senses that we can't even fathom that our brain would would just dissolve and melt trying to to understand and just you know what i'm saying so i've always had this idea too and this personal theory that what if there's a whole other world and a whole set of existence happening concurrently with our own but we can't see feel touch or smell it yeah but that doesn't mean that it doesn't exist like simultaneously 
Yeah, like there could be like a whole, uh, like how do I explain this? Like we we could be right now, even though we're in our studio sitting down recording this podcast, there could be like a whole civilization happening through us and walking through us, things walking through us, uh, things happening, but we don't see it and because it doesn't see us because we have our five senses right. and they may have like a whole set of senses. Right. So we're limited to those five senses, but there could be yeah. these infinite number of senses that we just haven't that we have no knowledge of or just you know right and don't possess and we filter our experience and our reality is reliant on these senses yeah so like maybe that's what ghosts are maybe that's what spirits are maybe that's what aliens are and maybe that's why when pilots uh claim to see ufos flying in the sky they say that there's no apparent source of propulsion. There's no explaining how these, you know, objects move the way they do. It's because maybe they just operate within a different framework when it comes to the senses and maybe like the laws of physics that we abide by don't apply to these beings. Yeah. Basically, you know. So I just found that interesting. Like imagine you're you're in this like in the jungle or something and the predator is eyeballing a certain prey and this prey is just like walking through the grass and stuff and then maybe the grass is emitting a certain frequency that this this predator be it a jaguar be it an eagle be it whatever it is can also hear and pick up on those frequencies and maybe that's how this predator knows where the prey is you know mm. it's like echolocation but using frequencies that we just don't hear and maybe that's what may and maybe that adds to their like precision you know like they're just i don't know how to explain it it's just interesting to me and and it's interesting too because we always hear that like dogs for example can hear at 10 times our volume i don't know if that's a myth or truth but um like that's interesting because just imagine we think that oh so they only hear the same sounds that we do but but 10 times louder but then that could also mean that they can hear sounds that are 10 times lower mm -hmm. than than we're able to hear if that makes sense right like because to them it would be normal i don't know exactly that interesting speaking of people that can't hear yeah i have an interesting um uh wait were you done yeah, I'm done with that topic. Okay, just making sure. Um, I have an interesting little article here that actually made me sad. Uh, Clint Eastwood is officially retiring at the age of 93. Really? Yeah. Um, he's retiring after over six decades in That's the crazy. film industry. Warner Bros. will produce his final film where he has exclusively worked since 2008 delivering 10 films the rumored title of his last project is juror number two a thriller about a juror wait my little cousin's calling me oops a thriller about a juror in a murder trial eastwood is a four-time oscar winner there is currently no start date for juror number two but it would be his fourth his 40th directed feature film that's wild yeah 
That's crazy. And for those of you who don't know, Gabrielle is a huge fan of Clint Eastwood. <laughs> and she has this weird, like, uh, gilf. Fascination. No. Yeah, like, gilf infatuation. Guys, or great gilf. GG. I'm just, ILF. I'm, I'm honestly impressed. Like, this guy's 93. Mm-hmm. I love the movie Gran Torino. I know people are going to say that one sucked oh, that or movie. whatever. Look, this is an, an unpopular opinion because that movie is held at a, like such a high regard as like one of the great modern movies. But that movie's acting is beyond atrocious. But I like Clint Eastwood. The dialogue <laughs> and the chemistry between the characters, it's atrocious it's laughable it's disgusting to me it's but to me it's supposed to be that because he's in like a like he doesn't fit in kind of thing you know like the the community that he's in like you know there's there's uh oh shoot there's like gangs and stuff you know Mm -hmm. but Anyways, um, I'm impressed because this guy's been 60 for the past 60 years. Like, I feel like he's been old looking since 1970, you know? That's true. Um, It's pretty crazy, but yeah. And the other actor that I see kind of like going down that same Clint Eastwood path is... um, Tom Cruise. Keanu Reeves. Oh, I thought you were going to say Tom Cruise. (coughs) That would be... Tom Cruise too, actually, yeah. So it's Tom Cruise and Keanu Reeves. But Keanu Reeves more specifically because he's just been young his whole life. Like, he's been the same age ever since he came out as Neo, you know? Yeah, that's true, yeah. So he's like the reverse Clint Eastwood. His hair just got longer, right? Yeah, and, <laughs> and he's always like kicking ass. And, and apparently, John Wick Four is amazing. We haven't seen any John Wick films, and we actually want to watch them on our um, reaction channel. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just he, he's just always kicking ass. So shout out Clint Eastwood, um, and all shout the... out to the goat. Yeah, for real. No, he's not. The... I mean, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, no oh. but yeah oh yeah and he's in million dollar baby babushka oh makushla oh makushla <laughs> oh i did like that film a lot <clears throat> yeah even though he was kind of like their relationship was a little weird to me unsettling but how, how do you say pedophile <laughs> pedo- pedophilia pedophilia yeah pedophilia pedophilia okay because i just need to learn how to say that word more so because a lot of the news articles kind of revolve around it and the next one that i'm going to talk about so it's pedophilia right yeah all right so the next one i'm going to talk about which i found kind of mind-blowing actually Ah, it's kind of just upsetting too but so QAnon's newest target is huggies you know those Huggies diapers? Yeah, the diapers. Mm-hmm. So QAnon's newest target is Huggies diapers for some reason, this article says, right? Mm. QAnon has spread a baseless conspiracy theory that Huggies diapers features secret symbols linked to pedophilia, leading to a viral social media trend. The company has publicly denounced the claims, but the conspiracy continues to spread on sites like Telegram, Reddit, and Truth Social. The theory references a 2007 FBI document that claimed pedophiles used certain symbols to identify their sexual preferences. And what's wild and mind-blowing to me is that on one of the pictures, it shows the exact symbol for little boy and little girl lover. 
Really? Like just the like spiraling pr- one? Print printed throughout the individual diapers. Yeah, I've seen I've seen that on diapers before because for anyone who doesn't know, like my mom's been a babysitter for twenty plus years. And and I would I like I've seen so many diaper designs and I can distinctively remember yeah. seeing that before. And I'm just gonna show Gabriella the picture real quick, the specific one. But, wow yeah for sure the but, spirals but from all like all of the symbols that you could choose to print on a baby's clothing and just baby's underwear you choose this specific one which is wild it's like mind-blowing truly and for those of you who don't know there's an fbi document an fbi document official document where it just showcases the um symbols that pedophiles use to communicate with each other and and to communicate their devotion to that lifestyle mm-hmm. of, of of being a pedophile. That's crazy. And one person tweeted saying that once you truly awake, you ain't going back to sleep. And that's hopefully the same um, ideology that a lot of the listeners listening to this right now hold true to themselves. Because that's something that I've been noticing too. It's like the more I venture down this... Um, this this path of just trying to uncover truths and just trying to really understand the um the underbelly of these systems that we grew up kind of taking for granted and not really understanding the full extent of the more i venture down this road the more it's been harder for me to like just just not notice stuff yeah you know like i'll like watch a movie i'll watch a movie <laughs> I just glitched movie, right now. I'll watch a movie and <laughs> then see, I'll watch a movie. <laughs> you see, that's the matrix kind of like just trying to turn off my system right now, but then I'm just like fighting back and resisting. But I'll watch a movie, I'll watch a movie, I'll watch a movie. Imagine, imagine just <laughs> and then like I'm like, that. I'm like, <laughs> and then you're just like glitching and smoking, like, like there's like smoke coming out of the back of your head. No, I'm the one breaking out of the matrix. You're, yeah, right. you're one of the She's NPCs my... or something. No. I start, I'm like with you guys that are realizing what's going on. I'm like, let's She's <laughs> my handler and I'm controlling opposition yeah let's not say stuff like that that's <laughs> not true it's a joke obviously guys okay. and this uh podcast is also well founded on sarcasm and that's uh a big part of my personality it's a big part of my language as a human is sarcasm and i also have a very dark sense of humor of humor for those of you who don't know and i feel like that's the best way to cope with reality and everything else you know where else i've seen those spirally um pedophilia symbols where um in like children's uh l- like in like um i don't want to say chuck e cheese specifically but like children's fun playground stuff really? like on the carpets of floors like they'll have those designs you know huh. I've definitely seen um, it included in like logos of children's like pizza places and stuff like that. Yeah, and pizza places more specifically, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, like that how ironic, pizza place, right? How ironic is that? That yeah. you know, considering um, PizzaGate and all that stuff, you know. But which, really quickly, uh, I just want to say that we will eventually very soon and i know i know that we've alluded to this in the past but it's just really basing off it's just really predicated on our fear 
of just getting like deplatformed um off of YouTube and all that stuff. But we will do a Pizzagate episode soon. And we will like we recently just upgraded or added a few upgrades to our studio. So we're like slowly but surely improving our equipment and and um improving our production. So any money that we make with like brand deals and stuff, and that's one of the only reasons why we accept brand deals occasionally because like we don't want to like also like go crazy on brand deals because it's kind of cringe to me. But that's why we accept them occasionally. It's just to reinvest back into our little thing here that that we have going on. Yeah. So my point is that we're improving the infrastructure, figuring everything out. We think we found a, a good uh, editor that may help us out with certain videos and make them more engaging and enticing. And we will figure that part out so that then we can, you know, start our Patreon finally and then and then start posting real content, like real juicy, like actual, like in-depth stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and really get to the bottom of certain things like Pizzagate without any filter or fear of censorship. But Yeah, yeah because that it, it's such a... It's so controversial because of like what it caused at the time of its, you know, its first being spoken of, you know. Right. And I even have a new conspiracy theory that I want to talk about that's also very controversial and has led to a few Twitter accounts being banned, which is why I'm not going to like really dive into it uh, aside from maybe like doing it on Patreon eventually. But it has to do with the Nashville shooting has to do with the trans community taking up arms and and basically promoting like violence against anyone who disagrees with their point of view or who even remotely looks at them you know in like a weird way Mm. and so it's becoming like this internal terrorist organization is what it's becoming and but but people just don't want to realize it for what it is because a lot of them are extremists and they are perpetuating this mindset of just hatred and they're and they're ironically the ones that are just multiplying this feeling of just um animosity towards the members of this group who maybe just don't want anything to do with the extremist part you know but the extremists are always going to be the loudest people in any group and that's why there's like this uh this this huge problem in America when it comes to just extremism you yeah know? division yeah before we move on from the <laughs> huggy thing mm-hmm. I wanted to say really quickly that speaking of diapers, this is just a fun little fact, (laughs) which will probably make people like really grossed out. But you know how there's those like swim diapers like, um, uh, well, you probably wouldn't know, but like there's like Pampers swim, which is made specifically for like when kids go into a pool. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. However, um, because basically the diapers won't absorb the water because diapers are very absorbent and they'll like literally expand sometimes mm-hmm. when they get too full. But to my point, these these swim diapers, right, mm-hmm. <laughs> made for kids who go into the pool, um, they obviously protect when a kid poops, but it doesn't when they pee. Mm, so even lovely. when even when they pee that's still going into the pool and those diapers are not protecting from that so you're saying that they're just peeing in the pool 
basically so this is like a newfound discovery because i saw it on tiktok and everyone was like just shocked by it and it was like a, a trending search uh thing even where people were like what like now that i know what i know about those swim diapers like they're not even doing what 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 you thought that they were made for which is that kids would be able to pee without it seeping into the pool yeah right but either way that's not what what they're really meant for yeah but like what like what difference is that really like <laughs> like if you really think about it first off if you're swimming in a community pool you are a hundred percent swallowing people's <laughs> pee people's freaking pre pre pre-cum people's Ew, freaking uh, juices and fucking yeah post fucking uh menstrual cycle shit Ew. fucking every like everything guys i don't like even going to the beach when i'm on my period like i don't know if it's just me uh -huh. but but just the idea of like even going into a body of water the when beach i'm is on different my to me though no but like anything right, anything right. like that like even just being in a bathing suit like if you could do it then then go for it but me personally like i'll pass out for the week like yeah um, to like attract sharks and stuff like I'd, you just leave a bloody trail <laughs> yeah i'd rather not even risk it and and maybe it's because my first ever period this is like so tmi right now well, i got it on the beach really like, on my vacation in portugal family I, vacation i think you told me yeah and so maybe yeah. i'm just like traumatized and i just don't ever want to go there again speaking of traumatized i am 100 percent traumatized of um oceans <laughs> and, and just swimming in like non-clear waters i've i've always resented i feel not resented um i've i've always envied people who can just jump in a freaking like jump into the ocean and swim kind of like far away from the shore and just like yeah. chill and just and just view that as fun like what like what's fun about that like, i think that that could be fun if i knew how to do it but what's fun about that though it's like is it the exhilaration is it the adrenaline of knowing that you're in this huge ass body of water that like i think i think that if you're gonna get deep about it and pun intended because it's the deep ocean but <laughs> it, but if you're getting deep about it i feel like it's the human's kind of deep desire to venture into the unknown yeah and to kind of like be one with the unknown and i feel like the ocean is the biggest body of unknown that we have readily available and accessible to our like to ourselves yeah the the, the other big body of the unknown is would the be like space out of space right and what's crazy is that there's so well everyone knows this but there's more unexplored of like in the ocean than there is of outer space right right from what we know at least so anyways like i've ju i've just always been and also i have like a a, a very unrational or <laughs> maybe it is rational fear of just sharks yeah especially when you read those articles about sharks appearing on the shore of new jersey or appearing in places in like new york city in the hudson river it's like <laughs> like what like sharks could go anywhere and then people are like no man sharks you, you know there's no sharks here dude like sharks are always over there man you can surf surf's up bro and then and then and then they get fucking eaten and just fucking mutilated you know like i'm not fucking with that shit dude but i wanted to say look i don't have a fear of sharks because because how do you not have because, a fear of sharks? Because I can't even say because. That's in, like, I don't believe you. No, I don't have, like, I don't go into the ocean and I'm, I'm 
constantly or even at all thinking of the possibility of a shark. Uh, that's all I think about. Because if time. anything, I'm like, I'm worried about jellyfish or something. I'm no. Like that to me is worse. I'm like, because those will actually come close to the shore. Right. Like sharks, you know, them coming close to the shore and next to a lot of people. They do, though. They do, but... There but are freak how, cases. But obviously not every day you're at the beach. No, but you, know? but you could be that lucky contester number, whatever but the fuck. I don't think that way. But jellyfish, though, I've uh, seen on multiple occasions, like multiple. I've never seen a shark. So that already... That already tells me why I'm not worried about sharks. But but listen, you've never seen a shark, but that doesn't mean that the shark has never seen you. Okay. That's the well, thing, Well, that though. jellyfish has seen me, and I've seen SpongeBob enough times to know that we don't fuck with jellyfish even when we're sea critters, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and Finding Nemo. So jellyfish, honestly, like, they have a bad rep out there. Yeah. The sharks in Nemo, they, they were friendly until they smelled blood. But as long as I'm not bleeding, see, so that's why I mean, like, you and know. I just like how this all resulted from us talking about diapers. Exactly, but I and mean, and that's if that's the essence of this podcast. Yeah, and that's why it's called mentally gone. It's because like it's just like very nonlinear, and that's what I love about it. But honestly, I I really want to know how many people out there are are truly afraid of sharks. Like every time you're in the ocean, you you think of it. And you're thinking about it the whole time because Callie won't stay in the ocean too long. No, and we're, we're like three feet from the sand, from the shore. Yeah, cause, <laughs> because look, look, give me a big ass pool any day of the week, anytime, and I'll enjoy it. I'll go into the deep end. I'll do all that good stuff. But the ocean, I'm, I'm just not fucking with the ocean. But maybe you my would be thing a- is because... Growing up, I, I I got traumatized by shark movies because I grew up watching a lot of shark movies mm, Yeah. as a kid. And so it just traumatized me. It's it's the same of like like being in the dark and just being afraid of the dark. I think it's just this irrational childhood fear, which, by the way, I'm not afraid of the dark as an adult. But, but for a long time, I was just horrified by the dark. Like I wouldn't like to leave a room i would turn off the lights and run you know <laughs> but but today i'll just chill in the basement no lights at all you know uh, 3 a.m 4 a.m just me alone it doesn't bother me but my point is that the shark thing still bothers me but i think it's because i haven't been exposed to it so i think that expo uh, <laughs> well, what's the thing called um um ex- uh explosion exposure Exposure, explosion, exposure <laughs> therapy is something that I would have to do with a shark in order for me to not have fear of sharks, and yeah. I'm not wanting to to jump in any pool with a shark anytime soon. I would never do like those deep divers and dive into a shark. Oh fuck uh, that shit! Dude. Uh, like you're testing your luck there, <sighs> oh you my know. God. But but what I will say is I've never watched Jaws. Ever. You should watch Jaws. So, so may, no, because then I'll watch Jaws. See? And then, but see, that's my point. It's like sometimes ignorance is bliss. Guys. I was about like, to if say. You're gonna, if you're going to watch these movies, then you better be afraid after, you know? I was about to say that, that ignorance is definitely bliss. Um, I did watch Soul Surfer, and that one always stuck with me where her or her arm got bit off, and that's about based on a true story. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I n- I've never seen a shark, so no. I'm not 
I'm not scared of something I can't see. Speaking of being scared of something you can't see, <laughs> a very seamless and smooth segue. Uh, speaking of something that's uh, scary, but you keep wait. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just had a stroke. <laughs> I just messed up that that uh, clean segue right there. <laughs> I should have not addressed that it was a clean segue and just like left people hearing, being like, "Wow, that was a pretty clean segue." This guy's onto something. Yeah, yeah you. this guy's a good podcaster. Welcome back, guys, to another. Uh, an exclusive club for the ultra rich is on the search for immortality. R three sixty. An exclusive club for people with a net worth of at least $100 million is obsessed with immortality. Co-chaired by real estate entrepreneur Peter Fioretti, the group explores scientific approaches to anti-aging, touring biotech labs, and learning about therapies and psychedelic drugs. Some members have invested in anti-aging research, including Fioretti, who funded stem cell research and a health monitoring app. Mm. So the ultra rich, obviously, which is something that I've always imagined as a kid. Like, like as a kid, you would always like envision Richie Rich having access to all these like high tech yeah. stuff. You know, like Richie Rich would 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 afford himself and buy like flying cars, and everybody else didn't have flying cars, and he he would buy like all these stuff, right? Because money affords you every luxury available on this earth that when it comes to material things at least and um that's all that's what i always envision is that if you have like like that much money you definitely have access to some crazy shit yeah that's true you know and peter Thiel, who i don't know how many of our listeners are are familiar like he was one of the first investors in facebook and he's like a billionaire um angel investor but apparently he has routine infusions like blood infusions transfers where he sits in a chair and then they get like a younger person um in their 20s who who has a lot of like vitality and testosterone and just like a healthy young person and then transfers that blood to him what the and that's like a form of like anti-aging is like you i don't know what that does because because i'm obviously not a scientist but, um yeah. wow yeah i mean i mean yeah the i could just imagine how how much we don't know that they invest in you know yeah like what is hidden from us mm -hmm. and that's what's uh, alarming i guess yeah i'm sorry but i don't know much about richie rich and <laughs> richie rich that's that's probably why i'm like so i get so quiet i don't know if anyone realizes that sometimes i even zone out when i just don't i just know i'm not knowledgeable in the topic that i'm not even gonna try my hand <laughs> yeah but i did have a topic okay go for it and and it'll it'll um bounce off of yours for the rich people out there tesla launched a new beer i saw that you did were yeah. you gonna mention it no no oh they launched a new beer um on on uh it's a limited edition uh beer giga beer on its european website brewed in berlin and this beer is sold in packs of three 330 milliliter bottles and comes with a seamless gloss black sleeve with a glow-in-the-dark giga, uh, giga watermark. 
<laughs> the beer is priced at $97 for three bottles. Nice. And is exclusively available in select European countries. Tesla has previously released Tesla tequila right. for $250. So now they're adding beer and just for three bottles. Like you better be ready to dish out $100. And I was about to mention the tequila one because that's the one that I remember. And I have a friend from Brazil who actually purchased it. Really? Yeah. And was it good? Did you get to try it? No, no, no. He he purchased it like like fairly like like not recently, oh. but but fairly recently because it launched like a few years ago or something. Oh. And what what like what happens to these items is that they aren't opened ever like they are just collected yeah so so it's just something that after elon musk passes away like 99 dollars will, will be worth like ninety thousand dollars probably you know i figured they were like collectible items too because this looks like it's in a very fancy and 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 casing right you know very interesting <laughs> um so so is that it about that topic yeah rich people are gonna be rich man yeah man you gotta get yourself some tesla man it, it's not enough that you have tesla solar panels that you have tesla cars car. that you have tesla tequila you need tesla beer yeah and it's just a matter of time before there's like tesla burgers and and he he just decides to venture into the restaurant business and tries to feed you nanotechnologies and all that stuff <laughs> um elon musk daddy musk this uh this this thing that i saw is probably going to be reserved for any listeners out there who are familiar with the amazon um tv series called the boys oh yeah it's like a parody of marvel and to me it's just like it's super enjoyable and i and i love that show like i'm i'm like i'm, I'm a fan obsessed. yeah um so if you're familiar with that, then you will remember that Volve is a Volt, not Volve, uh, Vault, Vault? Vault, yeah, I think it's Vault. Vault, I think it's Vault, yeah. That the uh, superhero company responsible for creating and controlling the image of the superheroes goes th through so much to like just, just paint them out as being a certain way, right? Mm -hmm. And there's this real life incident of Hawkeye, a.k.a jeremy R renner renner yeah renner i think i don't know if you heard but he got into like a, a really bad uh snow, snow snowmobile accident to like save his nephew's life really yeah and he got like suit like super fucked up like there's a picture of him in the hospital bed like he's just almost basically died and <clears throat> sorry guys um the article says jeremy R renner I'm, I'm just gonna say Jerry, Jeremy, Jeremy, Renner, Jeremy, Renner. yeah. Jeremy Renner said he would get run over by a snowplow again if it meant saving his nephew's life. He made the comment in his first interview since the accident that took place on New Year's Day. Renner also opened up about the excruciating pain he felt when he believed he was dying. The Avengers actor said that despite his injuries, including shattered ribs, a broken leg, and more, he hopes to perform his own stunts again. What's interesting about this is that, you know, it's it's a very unfortunate freak accident that, that he had to undergo. Apparently, he's kind of like threw himself in order to save his nephew's life. Otherwise, his nephew would have died mm -hmm. because of maybe his size or something. But I want you to just listen to the trailer of this 
of this interview that he gave now that he's, you know, fully recovered somewhat. And it sounds like a parody. It sounds like something that we would see in the boys, <laughs> you know, of like them trying to like create this like documentary and just really milk this experience and, yeah. and just like present them as like this like hero. Hero. Yeah, look, watch. A superhero of the Avengers fearlessly taking on any fight. An ordinary man with a strength that never gives up. Do you remember the pain? Oh, all of it. Yeah, I was awake through every moment. He risked his own life to try to save his nephew. I just perfectly see him in a pool of blood coming from his head. When I ran up to him, you know, I didn't think he was alive. <sighs> I'd do it again. You'd do it again? Yeah, I'd do it again. Because it's going right at my nephew. Oh, my God, dude. It Which is haunting. It's January 1st at 8.42. Anyways, it's a long video. Um, It really does, especially with the music in the back. So that's supposed to be a commercial for what? Or just like an interview? It's a trailer for his interview post-accident. Oh, my god! In a world, one man saved his nephew. One Avengers superhero. A true hero. Showed his valiant and, and hawk, hawk oh eye side. Oh he literally god. had the hawk eye seeing his nephew. Wow. Right. Um, look, I think it's honorable, but I don't like... There's just something about, like, why add all of that dramatic music? Like, why can't it just be a normal interview where it's like, you could still talk about the, the trauma and the and, and the the depth of the event, but you don't have to make it this whole, like, spectacle. Right. You know? Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. There's something I hate about just like pure virtue signaling mm-hmm. and especially when like influencers create those videos of like blessing this person giving them a thousand dollars giving yeah. them a hundred dollars uh paying for their hotel for the night and like all these good deeds and good acts of service but they always film it and then their little argument to combat any criticism like my own right now 
and saying like, no, I'm just trying to spread positive energy. I'm just trying to motivate other people to, to do the same. Like, bro, shut the fuck up. Like, we uh, know exactly what you're doing. Like, you're doing... You're virtue signaling out of your anus right now. Like, yeah. like you're just showing the world and trying to prove to the world that you're a good person, be it to maybe make yourself more uh uh wanted by by like like sexually like whatever the the primal wants and needs of that person is it's definitely like trying to be achieved through these acts of like virtue you know so in my opinion it's like it's very great and honorable that you saved your nephew's life but maybe don't make a whole like a full-fledged production heavy documentary out of it like maybe don't try to just like jerk yourself off yeah because of what you did you know like just just do it and then just be silent about it and keep it to yourself you know like yeah. your your nephew's gonna be thankful and that and that should be enough yeah i mean i i would understand like if he did an interview just to like explain to fans you know no but this why. has a whole like yeah but this is world. like a whole yeah and and what was i gonna say just now oh shoot i just flipped my mind what were you saying before i always have to ask you the uh, first thing virtue signaling oh right and and that's exactly what i was going to say about the influencers is everybody whether you want to say it or don't like if you're filming your good deed but whether it be like uh giving food to the homeless or 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 donating money to people in a walmart line or whatever the heck i've seen all over uh social media like, yeah, that'll inspire more people to do it. But what's really inspiring more people to do it is the amount of views right. that you're getting on those videos. So then they're like, huh, so I'll go do this thing because maybe it'll accumulate views on my video of me doing it and I'll do something different maybe. And then it's just this whole thing where like, are you really doing it? Because I don't believe in a kind act if you're, like a truly kind act if you have to film it ding 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 that's exactly like it. it's right not answer, it's, it's not selfless at all yeah, if yeah, you're yeah. filming it like i'm sorry if like even if you try to paint that whole thing like oh i want to encourage other people to do it too like that's bullshit look look very simple very simple a true act is no a true act of selflessness is only truly selfless if the person has nothing to gain from it exactly so if you have anything to gain from it even if a little bit then it's not selfless yeah and and i feel like that's what mr beast has done and he's created a huge empire he's one of the richest influencers that ever exist if if not the richest i think he's the wealthiest influencer kind of like non-traditional media person to uh, amass that amount of wealth right and he did it doing that it's just giving people money so he probably started small it's like uh tipping a hundred dollars and then that video goes viral and then guess what youtube pays him back a thousand dollars and then he does a hundred dollars like five more times in the next video yeah. or he gives a 500 or he gives a car like and his he, latest video exactly but like my point is that he built up to that point but he did it with that idea of of blessing someone but it's not like he can't come out and claim that oh like i just do it because because it's uh it'll be because it's purely selfless. out of the kindness of my it's, heart yeah that's bullshit 
And yeah. with all due respect, you know, like no shade to Mr. Beast because he has actually changed a lot of people's lives. And but like that's just the lesser of all the evils, I guess. You know, it's like being an influencer, being famous, but also just, you know, helping someone at least while like like while you're doing it. Because like my point is a lot of people reach superstardom and they don't help anyone. Yeah, just but again, like just help people. Like, you don't need to make content out of it. Yeah. That's just my opinion. Like, even the whole thing where he tipped a waiter uh, a car. Like, that was the tip for the waiter. I don't know if you saw that one. I think I've um, seen it, but, yeah. he, but he asked her, like, this was the most recent oh, one I've seen I of him. I did see it, yeah. He asked her, like, what was the most tip you've ever made? And then she said $50. And then he's like, well, here, like, I'm going to give you a car today. And she said that she's been... Um, taking getting late uber Uber. yeah right and so like but my point is he could have done that without filming it but then the whole the whole thing is like to to have like to be viral right so it had to be something extravagant too it had to be someone who is struggling who doesn't have a car so that it seems you know like all these different things and guess what the cars he gives away and more specifically this case is just wrapped in his own branding so yeah. it just shows like Mr. Beast is like planted on it, like his logos on it. That's crazy. And this specific video was just cringe to me because I just watched it. And then I'm like, oh, like, like the whole interaction is cringe. It's just awkward. Yeah. It's not very, you know. And then when she kind of like almost started crying, he's like, I didn't expect you to cry. You know, it's <sighs> like, it's like, it's like these uh, just, ah, uh, uh, it's just so cringe. It's so stupid to me. But again, that's just the world we live in. And and then and then in the car she was like I don't even know how to drive yeah yeah like she probably it doesn't even have like a, a license and it's like what am I gonna do now oh that's so this car's crazy gonna sleep in the lot and then someone's gonna see it and steal it and that's it yeah and that's another thing is like why would he put branding on it so that if someone sees it out on the street yeah. like that could just entice anyone to break into it and just steal it literally. Oh God. Um. Yeah. So he's like the he's like the he is the person that opened that avenue for sure. Yeah. To an extent, like for all of these influencers that do it now, he's the first person to um actually like gives like actually um do a real exchange to that level with the viewers in the audience yeah so like normally influencers and we even plan on doing this eventually because it's just a it's just a way like it's just how it works it's like if you want to give back then people only care if it's like items of value so they don't care that you're you're giving back by like maybe producing more content or maybe like trying to better certain aspects of your production and like all that stuff like they don't care for the most part they really care when when you say like oh like we're gonna give an iPhone yeah. giveaway uh, to the first person who does this and this and this, and we'll be picking the winner and stuff. So that's like my point is that Mr. Beast was the first one that to give like life changing stuff. Yeah. And not just give stuff. Right. That that makes sense. Yeah. Um, what did I want to say just now? Oh, I did see there. There's this one influencer, um, who went viral for the amount of food that he was wasting like oh yeah 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 astronomical amount of food like it would be like making pancakes and then getting like this huge tub gallons and gallons of syrup 
and just pouring it over the pancakes. And what's crazy is that now there's another influencer that that countered that. No, and now that same influencer that would do that, mm-hmm. like he makes videos where he plays like a short few seconds of those old clips and then it's like him thinking like looking up at the at the ceiling or whatever and then all of a sudden it it's showing him like preparing food and then going to give it to homeless people right see so that's pr management so that to me is like like why like why did it take you doing that for however long you did that for to now using that as another like marketing tool to to get more views because maybe people were getting tired of you wasting food and i was just mentioning the the uh other influencer that i often see who stitches this particular influencer that you're talking about his videos right so so this one influencer stitches this this crazy influencer's videos and then he plays like five seconds of it just like you said and then it shows him creating um just like uh cooking or putting together uh like uh ham and cheese sandwiches yeah and then just like um making 50 or 100 of them and then giving it to communities in need and just like going to like places and just like giving it to like a group of homeless people homeless shelters all that stuff but still, like, you would think that, oh, like, that's great and stuff. And then all the comments are just being like, oh, yeah, that's great. But again, like, why film it? But like, I wonder... what's the goal of this guy? He wants to build his own channel. He wants to fucking have a million followers. He wants to be famous. Yeah. He wants brand deals. He wants to be fucking... Like, you have to understand that there's that undertone. And, uh, and that doesn't necessarily discredit his good deed. Right. But it just creates this, like, very dystopian, Black Mirror-esque reality where it's like no one is really good anymore like people just want to be good if it's good for them yeah and i think we're talking about the same person because i'm pretty sure he uses other influencers videos but he was one of those people too oh yeah so that would be a plot twist in my head i don't want to like say any like i don't want to give any specifics because again like it is a great thing that if if it's true that he genuinely had like this change of heart and and realized that the stupid content he was making like wasting food um inspired him to actually use the amount of food that he was getting to put it into good use like that's great but again like i just don't stand by filming it that that's just my opinion yeah that's Um, my opinion too uh I don't know like maybe people will disagree because of what i said like oh if if you if if one person does it, then it'll inspire others. But, you know, yeah. And at and this rate, like it should just be common sense to to want to do something like that. If you have the means to it's like feed the homeless, you know, yeah. things like that to me should just be common knowledge. Like you don't need a scroll on a TikTok to know that. But people don't have any common sense nowadays. And like, that's what's scary to me yeah that's like true common sense is probably extinct or <laughs> definitely going extinct uh so last thing uh speaking of maybe last thing because knowing me maybe uh speaking of like unpopular opinions i i just wanted to see like your opinion on this as both a daughter and putting yourself also in the position of like a future mother okay um ashton kutcher and mila kunis oh. won't leave anything for their children 
I've seen this. Ashlyn Kutcher and Mila Kunis will not be setting up any trust funds for their children and instead plan to donate the majority of their $275 million wealth to various charities. Kutcher, who has a net worth of $200 million, said he would invest in his children's businesses if they had a good plan. The couple also has a no presents for the kids Christmas rule, saying that over-gifting leads to ingratitude. Okay. What's like? What are your thoughts on that? Um, my opinion is, like, I would definitely not leave my kids with nothing. Um, yeah, just I think because that nothing is just a hardcore move, dude. Be- because yes, I do believe in like work, like working hard to know the value of money. Yeah. But I don't believe in like them having to struggle mm-hmm. doing it, where it would affect their mental health, where it would you know they they would chase that lifelong like trying to obtain that so i would i wouldn't leave i wouldn't leave all of it that's probably my like what i believe like i don't know it would depend on the situation but um if i if i did come to that conclusion where oh i'm not leaving all of it to my kids which probably wouldn't be the case either cuz i like there's family too you know mm-hmm. that if if you have that amount of wealth, like damn, to leave all of that to your kids is crazy. But yeah, um, but if I did come to that decision where I wasn't going to leave all of it with them, then I would definitely leave enough that they would sustain themselves for a period. Like enough is what I mean, just yeah. not in surplus because that is in surplus for sure. Right, right, yeah, okay. Um, but the no presents on Christmas. I mean, I believe I I don't want to be that parent that's like, oh, no presents on Christmas because that's not what Christmas is about. And that's not like the values that like we don't want you to value material things. But but presents doesn't always have to be material things like it can be gifts from the heart. Like my mom, every present that she's given me for Christmas always had meaning to it right so like she gave us a a, a, a decor plate with mm-hmm. our names on it and stuff like she she gave you an ornament that was yeah, like yeah. touching or i don't know if it was touching for you but yeah. was meant to be touching and and just like little things like that and i find that to be like very like very like needed mm-hmm. in a sense where it's like you for me, I guess I am the type of person that gives gifts as an act of love. You're a good gift giver, yeah. But it has to be meaningful. Like it has to be something that that actually comes I, like, from the heart, right? That yeah. I thought of, like thoughtful, and and I feel like that's a good way to like really, I don't know. It's a <clears throat> it's a nice portrayal of love. Like it doesn't always have to be this splurging thing. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not someone that likes to receive gifts. Yeah. So that's the difference. Like, I like to give them, but I, I, I'm i not fond of receiving them because it makes me, mm-hmm. you know. But anyways, yeah, that that part, I'm, I'm not sure about that part. That's a good take, though. What's your opinion? Um, I think that if I were, for example, if this podcast were to blow up in the next 10 years and I was in a position where I am known and I am influential and I am also wealthy, um, I do understand this idea. Like, I would raise my kids having them understand that they are in a 
position of privilege because I built this privilege for all of us, for example, right? So it's like if Joe Rogan, for example, like this is what I imagine him having a conversation with his kids maybe. Uh, I think that I would let them know that they have all these resources already readily available to them, right? So like most kids, when they turn 16, 18, 20, definitely, definitely by then, like they have to acquire a job. They have to kind of like start paying for bare minimums, like, like gas for the car that the parent gives them, um, their own lunch and like their own dates with their prospective, you know, hookups and whatever it is. Like I would, I would let them know that, Hey, like you have access to the family credit card and to the family bank and stuff. And so you don't have to really fight for these needs that most kids in your position have to fight for. You also have the luxury of being my kid. So mm -hmm. that grants you kind of like a one up on like a lot of people already because you can, you know, have different types of access when it comes to like working opportunities, right. career opportunities. So it's like, I am Joe Rogan's daughter. I'm Joe Rogan's son, you know? People call that nepotism. Nepotism when it applies to your own business, though. Right, right. Right. But 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 this is just like being the son of like royalty, basically. Right. It's inheritance. Right. So, so like letting them know that all of these non-monetary um, advantages that they have, they have to use it to build their own thing as well is my point. So it's like build your own thing and I'll help you. But that doesn't mean that you're going to inherit every single thing and then your your life is going to be set. Yeah. Forever, you know, like you have because like life is more than just 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 using daddy's card. Yeah. To afford yourself vacations and like all these like expenses like life is more than that. Like you have to find purpose. Right. And and I'm not going to be like a. Uh, Kim Kardashian, for example, who now Northwest, I don't know if you knew, I think she's starting a makeup line. I'm the one that told oh, you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you are the one that told me. I was making sure. I thought I read it somewhere. Yeah. But but like something like that is is crazy um, because sure, like it'll benefit her in the long run. But then I just think about how like making everything about money with kids. And so I don't want to like I don't even want it, future kids, for example, to take advantage of money. Yeah, if that yeah. makes sense, like mm -hmm. like having this perception that they can just go spending and spending and spending. Right, right, right. And that's why, like, something like an allowance is is maybe what I would look at it as, where it's like, uh, I personally wouldn't give allowances. No, not not like specifically that, but something like that, where it's yeah. like you know. Definitely would, budgeting. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, I already yeah. budget with myself. So you, like if yeah. we're in, we're, if we're all in the same family using money, yeah. we're all budgeting. Like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I would give ideas and like help them develop ideas. So it, I would kind of like, if they want money, then it would go back to like Warren Buffett's time where he would figure out how to make money as a kid and and he was very ingenuous and like he was very smart about it he would sell like coca-cola caps and like all that stuff so like i would help them like all right so if you want money then let me teach you and help you understand like how money works how do people make money 
you have to either work for someone or establish your own job and then uh, your own business and work for yourself. And so like, to your point, I wouldn't have a kid thinking like this kid, I'm having this kid because I want him to be the next Bill Gates. It's like, that's not how I'm going to approach it at all. But, but if the kid makes the initiative to approach me and ask these things and, and if the kid shows interest, then, then that's when I'll be like, all right, like, uh, what do you like to do? I like to paint. I I like to build stuff. Okay, so let's go into that area and like see what's right. available. And yeah. then I'll help and support. And, and then invest. that's going to be my allowance is investing in that. Right. Yeah. And that. then any profit that's made on his own accord and through his idea, his or her idea, will will be profit for them. Yeah, that makes sense. You know? One, one thing I wanted to say was that I've seen like TikTok videos where – you know when like obviously like kids birthdays they'll receive money right and mm-hmm. whatever and then i saw this TikTok where the the daughter and the mom go into a target or something and then she buys her like the daughter picks out the things she wants but then she has to use like her money quote unquote which is obviously just the mom's money mm-hmm. but you know what i mean yeah her money quote unquote and she has to use it and then when it goes into the self-checkout machine she's like waiting for it to come back out like a toy and then she's like she just starts like you know kind of crying and like tearing up like where did my money go and then the mom is like trying to encourage her like good job like see so now you like in exchange for the money you got the things you wanted which is a great lesson that you can't have everything yeah and and that to me is like a very healthy way of of I'm not saying like from a super young age, but it's like a healthy way to to just show yeah. kids like the value of money. It's like, okay, if there is something that you really want, then you have to understand like that uh, there's a value right, that has that to be there, exchanged. There's an exchange for that thing. It's not like you can just acquire it all the time. So I definitely don't believe in like parents that spoil their kids and buy them anything they want and all, you yeah. know. I definitely won't be that. Yeah. So, do you have anything else? Yeah, I actually do. <laughs> I have a Maryland man faces years in prison after calling his ex-girlfriend 800 times. What? So, Derek Wayne Bowers, a 44-year-old Maryland man, has been charged with cyber-stalking his ex-girlfriend by bombarding her with over 800 calls in two days thousands of text messages and social media posts to embarrass and interfere with her livelihood. If convicted, Bowers faces up to five years in prison. It comes days after a man in the UK was jailed for 17 weeks for harassing a BBC presenter over Facebook. Um, But yeah, so he called his girlfriend and texted her so much that now he can face up to five years in prison. So that just goes to show you um, before you go blowing up your man's phone or yeah. whatever, and then he reports you to the feds. Hey, man, that's great, actually. <laughs> you know, like that <laughs> sets a precedent uh, just, of just like what to not do, you know? Yeah, just remember that you can you can end up facing five years in prison. <laughs> yeah, and we all know that the worst thing about uh, prison is the, the mentors. Yeah, flying mm-hmm. around. Yeah, so don't <laughs> drop the soap. <laughs> don't drop the soap (laughs) but but that's pretty crazy actually because um it shows dedication for sure and i feel like we can all learn from this guy it's like if you want something you go 
go after it. No, no, Even no. Even if it means five years in prison, no. you go after and that. And then when he's out, you know, probably like there, yeah, he's he definitely already has a restraining order. Shoot. Yeah, for sure. But when he's out, like he'll probably try again. Yeah. And then they're like, "Oh, come on, man. We we thought we taught you your lesson." But my thing is like, why? Like, why didn't she change her number? Why didn't she block him? <laughs> right. Exactly. It's that's a great question. It's like, why didn't she block him? But but he, there's like, see, it's kind of misleading because he was posting about her, oh. and that to me is the reason he's really going to prison. Yeah, if not you, for the eight hundred calls. If you post, then you, then you can um, justify it as um, not assassination of character, but I guess defamation or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Of character, so you can definitely um, try someone for that in court. And so that's probably why she didn't block him, because if she had blocked him, then there probably wouldn't be a way to communicate with him to not post and, the things he was like maybe posting about. And she probably wanted to have receipts so that she can use it in court and just use it against him and to like show of just show his manic, his manic behavior. But you know what? Good on her, because it like this type of person would be the type that would find her and probably kill her. Right. If if it got to a point that she didn't, you know, turn this information in right away. Yeah, that's that is in my opinion if I was a lawyer and I don't know like if you're allowed to even do this but but I would use that as a talking point when kind of like um trying to justify why this person should be locked up. It, it's like uh judge you know, as as you could tell by the manic state of this uh, person, he is not uh, physically fit or mentally fit to be a part of society. And yeah. and there are risks and the probability of this man ch uh, chasing down this woman and killing her is very high. So if you rule this possibility out, then it will be on the court's hands kind of, you know, it's like blood will, will be on the court's hands if they just say like this guy is not guilty and can be released freely and then and then after this court this court trial this guy just <laughs> just just becomes more resentful and just decides to kill her you know and then he'll go to prison because like in his head is like oh you almost put like sent me to prison i don't care about prison i'll go to prison for life but i'm gonna take yours first bah. yeah yeah that's do, 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 that's do, do, do. scary yeah. Like, that's what I'm expecting. What if he gets out and now he's, like, enraged? Now he has, like, even more. She has to disappear for sure. Like, not yeah. disappear, but be off social media, maybe move to a new city, a new state, you know? Like, yeah. try to relocate, try to just yeah, know, no, get she away from this guy, She dude. definitely needs a restraining order, security but code on her door. Like, restraining orders mean nothing when you're just mentally unstable. Yeah, I know. But like, you'll break that shit easily. Like, that means nothing. It's just a piece of paper. But anyways, um, what was I going to say just now? Oh, shoot. To be calling someone 800 times in two days is yeah, man. is crazy. Like, that number just just finally clicked in my head. And, and thousands, like, plural, thousands of texts. Yeah. Like, he must have been texting her every minute of the day. Yeah. Just to be able to deliver thousands of texts. So so 48 hours divide no, so 800 divided by 48 hours comes out to 16 calls per hour, 16 calls uh, <laughs> per 60 minutes, right? So six, uh, 60 divided by 16, 
That comes out to three calls per minute. Three calls per minute. Wow. Like yeah. he was just clicking on and off, like waiting for it to ring a little bit. Isn't that wild? Three yeah. calls per minute. Oh my gosh. He probably wasn't even sleeping. Damn, son. Three calls per minute. Yeah, that's a lot. And so when you complain when I call you one time, by the way. A lot. I hate FaceTiming, I by the way. Literally call one time. Like No, no. She FaceTimes to ask a very stupid inconvenient question no because i need to hear the answer guys like texting is I not everything it. it's suit yes it is no, especially when it's a simple thing it's not always simple for me if i need you oh, to explain yeah. something i like navigating through laptop because i'm from the stone age just come downstairs it's just a few but steps but then away. when i come downstairs he's busy and he can't do it that second so the way that i so can get the way to do it is by intruding my personal space is call and him just one time guys and then forcing say like yourself i always ask like hey are you busy and then yeah, you're like right. i do you ask it after you facetime it's like that's something you text before sometimes i text and then i'm waiting like 30 minutes have no, gone by with no, no. text back seconds. and i need the answer like i've been no. waiting Bullshit. no there will seconds. be times that it's like you haven't texted back to my last message that i sent hours ago so i'm like what the heck okay <sighs> okay like all right damn so let me call really quick so that you can see I'm, i've been texting you yeah yeah anyways guys anyways. but the last last one i have is that chat gpt is now banned in italy i saw that um yeah so the viral chat bot developed by OpenAI, um regulators in italy have now cited that there's like privacy concerns and the system lacks proper legal grounds to collect user information which is crucial for training the algorithm that powers chat gpt's answers this comes after many tech ex experts voiced concerns about the risks of new AI systems and called for a pause in their development. So there you have it. You know what's funny is that I also had another article that I wanted to discuss, uh, and the article reads, It's not funny that I'm afraid of the AI we're creating, says the OpenAI CEO, the person responsible for ChatGPT. OpenAI CEO Sam Altman has acknowledged his fear of AI, stating that he emphasizes with people who share the same sentiment. Uh, oh, sorry, no. He empathizes with people who share the same sentiment. Altman's concerns primarily revolve around disinformation problems or economic shocks rather than algorithmic superintelligence. But he also worries about competition uh, from others who might not put the same safety limits. Altman has been repeatedly quoted as saying he's scared of AI. So the person that's creating AI is <laughs> is the most scared of it. And what's um, also interesting is that people say that AI and artificial intelligence overall and just advancements in technology will slowly but surely render certain jobs, certain human jobs um, useless and non-existent, right? Because they'll take over and then robots are going to do our jobs and all that stuff. Mundane tasks. The irony is that chat GPT is posing already a threat, the most threat on the uh, demographics that, that are responsible for creating it, which are software engineers. Mm -hmm. So chat GPT is already posing <laughs> the threat of taking software engineers and developers jobs yeah which is super ironic it's like the people that created this thing are now having their jobs at risk and their and their entire lives and career are are, are just on 
you know, it's just wild, man. I just find these people to be so like contradictory and and yeah. it's like, ah, <laughs> uh, you know, mm-hmm. if you're that scared of it, shoot, I'm scared of it, so I'm going to keep it 5,000 million feet away yeah right you know it's gonna creep right right into your little life like i don't even have a self-powered robot vacuum like everybody else has yeah that shit takes pictures Um, i don't like i don't want anything that i could just like any electronic that i can't unplug Mm -hmm. because i already like with the phone i'm already skeptical but any other electronic that i can't unplug um yeah just like keep it away from me f Um, that shit dog just like a tv can't be powered without its wire uh even alexa like she can't be powered without her wire Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna turn her off i'm I'm gonna unplug her you know but but anything else like a freaking robot that could just move on its own this vacuum robot like no And, and it has to like learn the the mapping of my house yeah that's uh that's it a big knows, no it it knows where the uh, exits are it knows w- where where <laughs> your vulnerabilities are it knows everything dude and if you guys watched um love what's hey. it called love sex and robots yeah love sex, love robots. death and robots yeah yeah death is love death and robots there's a perfect episode of that where the yeah. lady <laughs> literally gets trapped in her home by her vacuum robot it's so crazy and and, and, and I think so it well kills done. her or almost kills her, right? Oh, spoiler alert. Thanks <laughs> well, for the spoiler alert. Well, well, I said almost. I don't know. So I don't know. But you'll see. Yeah, you'll see. Or you won't because <laughs> you don't have to see now because you already know that it almost kills her. <laughs> so I wonder, is it going to kill her? Is it going to end with her dead? Uh, no, because mentally gone. Gabriella said that it that, almost that, killed her. That's like saying, oh, I, I wonder, like, is there going to be a person behind the ghost face mask? Like, uh, let me think. Yeah, yeah. like maybe. Yeah. Oh, come on, guys. Yeah. Some things are just obvious. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um. Anything else? That's all from me. That's all, folks. Anything from them? anything else? Anything else? Anything else? That's all, folks. Uh, all right, guys. So, uh, thanks again for listening. Um, I don't know how many of you guys consistently listen to every daily episode. But if you do, a uh, wholehearted thank you and much appreciation for your support uh, by just, you know, hanging out with us on a daily basis. And this is our uh, fifth consistent one, I think, right? Or fourth consistent fourth. one? Let me just double check. Hold on. Uh, we posted three days ago. Fourth. Yeah. So this is our fourth consistent episode. I really want to keep the train moving so that we can reach 100 uh, episodes soon. and Just keep it consistent every day or every other day and just really try and just like sit down, hang out. And hopefully the feeling that we've created with this quote unquote product, just like the, uh, the, uh, business people say, it's like this, you know, each product, I hope it resonates with you guys. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but the overall feeling that we aspire to create at least is, um, one of just us hanging out. It's like all three of us, you know, Gabrielle and I and you just like sitting down and just having these conversations and yeah that's basically it because like we don't do any preparation honestly before any of these audio ones for the video podcast is different because we do like thorough research for each topic and we want to make sure that we're actually prepared but these are just like off the cuff and it's just supposed to be fun and free and flowy and so if you tune in 
consistently, then much love to you. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate you. Yes, we do. Much love. With that being said, thank you so much. And don't forget that it's never wrong. To be mentally gone. Peace, Peace to, to the, the world. world.